discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Galatians 3. Let's read together. I want to go. To do them. Eleven. The just. Remember, I said in the Greek, it is that just by faith shall be made alive. Next twelve. See what he said now. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall be made alive in them. But what is this I'm bringing your mind to? Romans chapter five, verse ten. Let me quickly get into this and let's flow. Let's read together. One to go. Hold it. Have you noticed what I'm talking about? It means that the message we are preaching predominantly in this age is the message of when we were sinners. His death saved us. But we are not preaching now that we are sons. His life is our new salvation. We are preaching the message where his death is our salvation. That is when we are enemies. So now that we are sons, it's not his death that saves us. It's his life. That's what he's saying here. So a lot of us are not living the salvation of life. We are living the salvation of his death. (laughs) Passion translation. So you are living a salvation that is from his death, not the salvation which is from his life. Shall we together want to go? Oh. Hallelujah. He said we have something more than friendship. There's something more than friendship. I'll show you something today. Now the word saved here is the same word. I mean you know that word sozo. That means that, go back to King James. It means that how much more because of his being reconciled to him, we shall be sozo by his life. We shall be healed by his life. We shall be Delivered by his life. We shall be made wealthy by his life. We shall walk in peace by his life. That means that the salvation from death brought you from a certain kingdom to the kingdom of his son, according to Colossians 1.13. But now that you are in his son, trying to look for salvation from his death is the reason why you always fall short and why you still need healing. 
Mm. Let me read what I'm trying to say. That means that once I'm born again, there is an oppression that is beyond death. It is an oppression of life. Everywhere I turn, there must be the influence of life to receive my health. There must be the influence of life to receive my prosperity. Otherwise, I'm brought into a wealthy place, but I'm not living as a wealthy man. I'm brought into a huge place, but I'm not living a healthy life. Because though I'm born again, I'm still relying on a salvation that came from me being an enemy. So it's as if it's a recycle situation. I fall, I go back, I come back. So it's like Christianity is ups and downs. It's a lie. The path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter. It is not in that oppression of salvation when it came to us as enemies. It's in the oppression of salvation which comes to us as sons. So now that we are standing in righteousness, there's an oppression of life. Can I show you something? Anytime you are irritable, anytime you lose your anger, life is not operating. Anytime you are in church, somebody says something to you, you get offended. You are not operating in resurrected life. There's something off. It's low. Because when the life is alive, the life you now live, you live by the faith of the son of God. So what once made you irritated? The life is a lot. You are not being tempted to control irritation. You didn't even feel irritated. That's what I'm talking about. When is the life from deliverance when we were once enemies? They tempt you and say, no, I'll not do it. No, I'll not go. No. I'm talking of the one that you are now a son. When they tempt you, you didn't see the temptation. So I was giving an example one time ago. I was asking my friends when I was in secondary school and university. Some of them will be talking, not friends, but you know, schoolmates and all that. They'll go like, ah, Charlie, I sleep with this guy. I said, ah, how did you do it? It's all I go in a room where we start the kiss. I'm like, how? He tell you say kiss him, or you now know say for kiss him. <laughs> because I was I was very intrigued that how can you be with a lady and all of a sudden you know what to do and she also agrees to it and it's not rape. Do you understand? <laughs> like you knew what to do and she was agreeing that we've, we can do it. I didn't understand how. Then he gave me examples that there's a way the lady touches her hair, the way she'll do her mouth, that means she's ready. And I said, oh. Do you know what I was trying to tell you? Now I'm bringing your mind to what Doc said. Because I didn't know that that was how women seduce. They can play with their hair and I didn't care. Yeah. I'd rather have to say, is everything okay? <laughs> Is something itching you? You are blinking too much. But in my mind, your eyelashes are falling. But those who had the knowledge that that is seduction, it was green light. Yeah. If I come to an area and they say this area, they be here at night. As long as I don't know, I'll go. That means there's a knowledge that is contrary. And it's causing your problem to function in life. Oh, please. If you want to increase in the life of God, there's what to do and there's what to listen to. There's what to do and what to listen to. This is what I'm going to show you today as I end this message so you can get this one right. In Romans chapter 8, verse 4, Paul was talking about something very interesting. 
And he said, the righteousness which is of the Lord might be fulfilled in us, which walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Verse 6. For the carnally minded, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Do you have the amplified or passion? Let's see what he said. Amplified or passion. Good. Go back to no, go to Amplify for me. Let's do Amplified first. And let's go to verse 4. So that the righteousness and the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled, fully met in us who live and move not in the ways of the flesh, but in the ways of the spirit. Our lives are governed not by the standards and according to the dictates of the flesh, but controlled by the Holy Spirit. Now, I'll show you what the flesh is. The flesh is not adultery. The flesh is not fornication. Those are the works of the flesh. Galatians 5.19 says, these are the works of the flesh are evident. So the flesh is beyond that. The flesh is described in Philippians chapter 3. We have no confidence in the flesh. Worship God in the spirit and rejoice in the Lord always. Roman, uh, Philippians 3 verse 3. Then verse 4 says that if there's any reason to boast, I poor, I have the greater dimension to boast. Then verse 5 says, a Hebrew of Hebrews. He says, circumcised on the eighth day. He was given the repertoire. Uh-huh. And it says, a, a Jew of Jews. So, these things, verse 6 says what? Verse 6 says what? Verse 6 says, concerning you, I persecuted the church, touching righteousness, the Lord, blameless. Verse 7. Which things are gained to me? Those things I count as lost. So, he's saying that, verse 8, see what he says now. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. He's trying to tell you that I was born a Jew. I have spiritual acquirements. I was born in a good house. I have known the Lord all my life. Aside that one, I'm a lawyer. I have credentials. I have master's degree. He says, this is what we call the flesh. Anything that is not supported by God is the flesh. Any idea, any gift, any ability, any encounter, any acquirement, any career ability is of the flesh. Should I show you how the flesh looks like? In the garden, God does for you. Outside the garden, you do for God. That's why when Adam was in the garden and decided to sow fig leaves, God was angry. He said, once you are in my presence, I do for you. God had to kill an animal and clothe Adam. But after the garden, God was not clothing Adam again because Adam was outside his presence. So outside the presence, man tries to do for God. Sacrifices. But in the garden, even sacrifices God who killed for Adam. I don't know if you get on time. I'm trying to bring your mind to something very powerful. That means that what you call the flesh began at the day you trusted your beauty. So some of you are praying that, oh, you know you go to America because of your uncle there. Flesh. <laughs> and that's what daddy was saying to us this evening. The moment you get into this, you are neutralizing. You are cut off from Jesus Christ. Yes. So yesterday, yes. So you say you are making the law strong and Jesus has died in vain. And grace is of none effect to you. Because what you are doing now is this. Because I have a master's degree and a PhD, I'll get a job that pays me in dollars. You are not trusting in God. You are trusting what you have acquired. Flesh. And Bible says that that energy is what supplies fornication. Adultery. You know why? It is in the flesh you are disappointed. Yeah. 
Anytime you are disappointed in something, you should know the flesh was all along around you. Because in the spirit, there's no disappointment. He has appointed our times and seasons. So when you receive a no and you are in the spirit, you know it is not yet time. Because time and chance happens to all. So anytime disappointment finds your heart, not knowing the energy by which you were believing was the flesh. That is faith that rests in the wisdom of men. I tell you the truth. Offense, disappointment, frustration is all in the flesh. Because it makes you tired that your effort did not work. But when it is God's effort and it does not work, you obeyed. So whatever disappointment is on God, not you. Because you just obeyed. Whether it worked, it didn't work. I mean, I can't mean yet. So whether it, you don't care. It's God's issue. It's not your issue. That means you have left the flesh. You are now in the spirit. Now, please, if you don't understand this thing well, eh, you will be shocked that a lot of you. Eh, I'll give you an example. Next verse. Next verse. Next verse. Next verse. Next verse. Verse eight. Verse five. For those who are after the flesh or are, who are according to the flesh and are controlled by unholy desires, set their minds on and pursue those things which gratify the flesh. So every time you are operating at this level, Bible says, and those who are according to the spirit are controlled by the desires of the spirit, set their minds on the, and seek things which gratify the Holy Spirit. Verse five. Verse six. See what it says. Now the mind of the flesh, which is sense and reason, without the Holy Spirit. So the mind of the flesh. So the flesh is sense and reason without the spirit. It's called flesh. I'll give you an example. When you finish school, some of your friends will start driving Jeep. Some of them will have become rich. They'll leave their country. Anytime you look online, Facebook, Instagram, and you are seeing that they are going on, something makes you feel some way. Flesh. And that flesh now moves. Eh, I saw you driving. I came to your wedding. You didn't greet me. You were giving me attitude. It is human. It is, it is reason and senses without the Holy Spirit. So instead of you to make excuses that would keep your relationship, you look for reasons that makes the person look like or Shedan or yeah. Flesh. You are going for a wedding. And the moment you get to the wedding, all your friends came with car. You didn't come with car. And you are feeling intimidated. Flesh. So you, you don't want them to see you are taking trotro. So you go and hide somewhere. Oh, at the camp. Like you are picking call, picking call. By the time you realize, like Elijah, a chariot has taken you. We can't find you. But at, you, you quickly snuck into a trotro. Pam. Baby, flesh. Anytime you sit down, my dear, and you think about somebody, an ex, a classmate, and you have a certain feeling that drops in your heart, you are still in the flesh. In is ill feeling begins evil feelings. Listen to what I said. Ill feeling begins evil feelings. Unforgiveness is the seed. Bitterness is the root. So anytime you, you, and when I say ill feeling, there's some way you think about them, you feel nervous. You remember your ex, you are not, you are not happy, neither are you sad, but you are just feeling uncomfortable. It's an ill feeling. It's flesh. 
Now I'm showing you something. That's why you can be praying. Then when you are disappointed in your exams, you feel like masturbating. And you don't know how exam disappointment led to masturbation. It is an ill feeling, which is called flesh. That was feeding rejection. So you didn't deal with the rejection of a girl or a boy breaking your heart. So examination comes to add to it that you are worthless, you are useless, nobody cares. So do something to make yourself happy. Flesh. I like how people are saying, uh, it's good. It's no, 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 I'm serious. Because otherwise, we see what Dr. George said. The revival that is coming, we might be porous army men. The thing we are come to fight, we ourselves are dealing with it. Didn't you read what Regina said in Final Quest? That the enemy was on the, sh- the shoulders of Christian soldiers. How are you going to fight the satanic horde? And the horde is already influencing you. Who are you going to fight? Vomiting on you. That's why in the vision of rejoiner, they started fighting each other. It's a lot of flesh in the church. That's why we can't progress complementing. We progress competing. Listen to what I'm saying today. There's an operation of life. And that life, Bible says, this operation is, is death. Death that comprises all miseries arising from sin, both here and hereafter. <laughs> I love what he said. Both here, it means in this particular matter and other matters aside this matter, you are going to deal with this matter because all along you were motioned by flesh. Do you know it's even flesh to want to be number one in your class? No, 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 no. no. Be number one because God says you must be number one. Because if you're not careful, you want to be number one in your class and everybody should be number two. So the day somebody becomes number one and you are number two, a certain feeling of, I will pull him down and tells you, flesh. Flesh. Can't we be four best workers? But I alone should be the best worker. Nobody should ever take it over. So after two months, when somebody takes over, ill feeling. Uh, okay, we'll see next month. A flesh. Flesh. And listen, don't joke with this thing. I was telling Bishop about a major church in Nigeria. Even we who are starting now, if we don't deal with flesh, I know churches in Ghana, they send girls to set other pastors up. Yes. And there's another church recently, um, 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 the lady who accused him, there's a pastor who was singing in a certain church in Accra. Very powerful gospel singer. Some powerful worldly singer came to accuse him of rape. Yes. Yeah. How do you know that singer? They accused him of rape. The lady who accused him of rape last month or two months ago came out and said she lied. Yes. I'm telling you. Yes. And they sacked him for that. So if you don't take care in the ministry, flesh will rise up. And everybody wants to be bishop's assistant in charge. Yes, I'm serious. There are many churches in the system today. Everybody is, we are buying votes. We are biting certain traps for people so that we will be the ones that we choose. It's, it started from somewhere. Started from somewhere. Very rarely do you find people who go like, I'm a Jonathan. Me, my anointing is to make sure that whoever is supposed to be bishop's second in command is there. Whatever God gives me, I focus on it. Not, it is flesh. 
So when the flesh is there, you see that bishop is even struggling to move some of us. And you are done with whole church, so move to this place. You're like, oh, bishop, the whole church is city. I was doing something. God was using me for something powerful. Flesh is coming up. So now we struggle as pastors to move you around before, because you will talk. It's flesh, and it's because of flesh. We can't tell you that it's okay. You, this is not your natural gift. This, this one is for this person. You, your own is this one. Focus here. Flesh. Because we want to be everything. And that's where our power comes from. And sometimes when we tell you that, look, so I, I was talking about it one day with some of my pastors in church. And one of the ladies came and said, Daddy, one day you took me from ushering and I was very hurt. I felt God has disappointed me. Oh yeah, it's normal. You see, the, people are quiet looking at my face. It's in their heart. Someone is fighting with you for four years. A pastor. Four years. A pastor is fighting bishop. Because of a move. Like, pastor has moved him. So because of that four years, his countenance has changed. Do you understand what I'm talking about? You, you, you think it's a joke, but you see in the spirit, that's what Paul said in Colossians chapter 2, from 16 onwards. Let no man be guarding your meat, your drink, will, offering, worship of angels. And he says, not holding the head. Why he said that was that the energy you used to do worship by your flesh is the same energy Satan will trick you to begin to feel offended. That's why you can't do the thing in the flesh. They that worship God must do it in the spirit. If you don't do it in the spirit, offenses are inevitable. But Jesus said it is impossible for offense to come. But do you know the English language tells us how offense works? You took it. Take offense. Offense came, but woe unto the one who took it. That's what the Bible said. He didn't say woe to the one who brought the offense home. He said woe unto the one who made offense have an issue. For instance, we are praying, Hallowed be, and somebody is walking by you and mistakenly steps on you. He didn't know you offended you. So the next time after church, hello, how are you doing? Hope you're fine. Did you enjoy the service? Oh yeah, I was fine. And silently, I'm offended. Why? When you were passing, you stepped on me. I didn't address it. It's in my heart. Me, I don't know. I brought the offense by stepping on you. But you took it by making it an issue that stayed after one night. You made the sun set on it and I was not aware. Bible said, woe unto you who kept it, not me who brought it. <laughs> so what's this? Come on, come on, read it. Go there. Go to the Passion Translation. It's impossible for offense to come. Mm, mm, mm. Misery will come to the one who lures people away. Oh, go to looks, looks, aha, uh-huh. okay. At least this one brought it. Great devastation will come to the one guilty of causing others to stumble. Great devastation. Wave your hands to Jesus Christ. So what is this life by righteousness? Because you're in righteousness now, everything he tells you to do, do it. That is the life that influences righteousness. So Jesus is happy even though my brother stepped on my feet. I must obey and follow after the master. I also remain happy. I see a brother who is useless, fooling, but Jesus is smiling at him. I keep my happiness. Hello, sir. The Lord bless you. I talk to you normally. You are like, Lord, you don't understand. Woe unto you. To be angry at the man the Lord loves. Woe unto you. Do you know what Uriah went through? He was murdered. 
Israel and the family of Bathsheba were angry at Joseph. But God said, Joseph is a man after my heart. That means your anger does not change God's heart for Joseph, David. He's not going to change his heart for David. When you walk after the influence of life, a lot of things change. That means that my day, when I sit down with you, every conversation builds you up. Because I was a distributor of life. But that life did not come by any action that came from my own reason and senses. That means that if I tell you that, oh, I'll meet you, and I, I don't feel the life of God. For instance, when I'm giving instructions or I'm talking to somebody, the Bible says, until the day he was taken up, Acts chapter 1, verse 2 and 3, he gave commandments through the Spirit. You can have revelation from the Spirit. It's another thing to communicate it through the Spirit. That's why you can be happy receiving the revelation. But when you are sharing it, the people are not happy. Because you didn't minister it through the Spirit. It means there are some things you should have said. There are some things you shouldn't have said. Today, I ask you a simple question. Are you under the influence of life? Is life influencing you? When was the last time you did anything that you said the Holy Ghost said to me? Or the Lord led me? When was the last time, Christus, when you were coming for a prayer meeting or you were coming for a choir meeting, you were like the Holy Ghost led me to speak in tongues before I got to church? When was the last time you could feel the impulse of the Spirit and responded to it? When was the last time? Life is not senses and reason without the spirit. It's senses and reasons controlled by the spirit. Until you come to that place, you are not dishing out life. That means what you are saying, God didn't say it, it's not life. What you are doing, if God is not doing it, it's not life. What you are saying, if God is not saying it's not life, that's why you see prophets have prophesied many things, but they didn't do it in life. So it didn't produce any change. It has rather produced a generation that is tickled ears, sir. Want to hear nice, wild things. This guy is sharp. Accuracy is not details. It is doing what Jesus said should be done. Repeat. Accuracy of a prophet is not in the details. It is operating as Jesus once operated in any meeting. Because Jesus said, as I see my father do. So every prophet's accuracy is doing what the Spirit wants done. Period. That is the accuracy of a prophet. That's why you are confused how a man can be accurate and be fornicating. Because he's accurate in delivery, but not accurate in his posture. We'll be honest with Jesus Christ. So how then <laughs> do I come to the place where the spirit now takes over? Not the mind of the flesh, but the mind of the spirit. So everywhere I go, every time I'm quiet, I'm never silent. Some days ago, on my birthday, a man of God said something that blessed my heart. And it blessed me thoroughly. He said, there's a weight that comes on you. That increases your glory. That's a product of what you think about silently. That means that you can pray. After prayer, when you go and sit down, and you are fantasizing about girls in church, you are offended with somebody in church. If I get this guy, I will hurt him. It takes away a glory from you. So you see some pastors, they are very gifted. But when you meet them, there's no weight. There's nothing resting on them. Because there's no life in the way they think. They are, not, they are not thinking about how would these people be prayerful. Lord, they are not bleeding that the care of the churches is on them. Nothing of that is working. Nothing. 
So because of that, we don't see the weight of God. But there's a glory that must fall, sir. And the glory is the weight of God that sits on you. You don't have to preach. Sit in the plane. But there's something about God that is resting on you. You don't have to talk. But as soon as you roll your glass down, they will say, there's something about you, sir. There's something about you. That's why I said to you that when a man encounters God, he doesn't need to announce it. Favor is different from blessing. Favor is different from blessing. That's why Proverbs 31 said, favor and beauty are vain. He was trying to tell us something. There's a kind of favor that comes from what you have and how you look like. He said that one is vain. So you can be favored. It doesn't mean you are blessed. That's why the girls with nice shape and body, when they go to certain offices, they are favored to get a job. But it's not blessing. There was a favor Vashti had and there's a favor Esther had. Two different favors. Vashti could not meet Zexis at any point without the call of Zexis because her favor was natural. Call her so we examine her beauty. But Esther's beauty was not external. There was something about Esther that wrapped the heart of Zexis. So Zexis even went without any cause. Esther is walking. Bible says in Acts, Esther chapter 4, Esther had finished fasting and prayer and she just sat on her balcony. Fasting and prayer. Three days dry. Bible says, it's Esther chapter 4 verse 16 huh? and, and Acts chapter 9. These are the only two times people did fasting without food and water. Jesus didn't, when Jesus did fasting in the desert, Bible says he was hungry, not thirsty. It means whilst he was doing the 40 days, he was drinking water. It's only two times the Bible says they didn't drink water, they didn't eat, and it was for three days. Read it, is there? That's what it says. She says she neither ate nor drank for three days, day and night. So 72 hours non-stop. No food, no water. And when she was done, imagine a queen doing this. Would she look prettier? She went to sit on the balcony. But there's a certain favor. As she sat there, Zexis looked from his balcony. He said, ah, my, my wife is looking different. Tell her to come. There's an oppression of life. It's the glory of God sitting on you. Girl, you will not marry because you are pretty. You will not marry because you have HB square. No, you are going to marry because there's a glory of the oppression of life that sits upon you. There's a glory of the oppression of life that is upon you and does not come by spending your hours. Oh, time will fail me to get there. And I don't want to bore you with the tiresome, the tiresome inter intermingling of the truth of time. You see what time was designed for? The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, it says that in all things, it makes all things beautiful in its time. What did he say after that? Oh, somebody tell me. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, I think 11. Yeah. He says he makes all things. Then he said he has also set the world in their heart. That means that, child of God, how much, the, another version uses eternity, the Young's literal translation. This eternity that is in your heart, he's trying to say, every morning you wake up, how much eternity has programmed your day will determine how you outlive it in time. So if your marriage is settled in heaven, your car is settled in heaven, your miracles are settled in heaven, anytime Satan steals your years, he has stolen eternity. What was restored? The years, not the house. Yet, something was eaten for years to vanish. The tree was there and the cankerworm, the caterpillar. How can caterpillar eat years? The caterpillar, cankerworm, and locust worm, they ate a tree. 
but the tree was your years. So can I tell you something? Four years in love economy, 10 years in love economy, everything God will do in that 10 years is where your miracles will come from. The day you step out of love economy, those years which contains your breakthroughs have been stolen. This is why, listen to me here, Satan steals time, not breakthrough. The canker worm steals your years. What is your years? All the minutes you are on YouTube, all the seconds you are on Instagram, something about eternity you should manifest is being stolen. So you see, you get to a point. Me, your generation, I pray for you. You see what Bishop said? We didn't become where we are because we were sleeping. We were standing on park praying hours. It's only heaven will tell what we have done together. It, it, it's not by mistake we are preaching to you. Don't assume that hey, what prophet are when he lays hands on you. It doesn't come like that. When we lay hands on you, the potential to be here is there. But the process to be here is with you. If you don't pray, if you don't fast, if you don't study, you will not be here. You assume it, but it will never happen. Please, I pray for you. That one million dollars is, is in you. That's when you dream it, you see it. But you need infrastructure in the natural. That's why even when God wanted to multiply bread, he didn't pull it from the sky. He said, what do you have? Go and read the Bible. There's always something you must have for God to multiply. He never multiplies from thin air. So if you have nothing, it will be taken away. To him that has, more is added. I came to learn, sir. There are some things if you don't have, God can't give you certain assignments. Peter couldn't preach the law because he was a fisherman. Why didn't God make Peter preach the law? He doesn't have the infrastructure to understand grace and law. So it was not given to him. God found the lawyer and gave it to him. God found the tax collector and the man spoke about money than any of the gospels. God found the doctor, Luke, and the man spoke about healing more than any other person. It means there is something you must be having that will make God bring what he wants to bring your life. Please don't joke with this thing. Be a trader of time and life. What are you spending your time on? You wake up in the morning, you don't read your word, and you think you'll be able to withstand temptation. You lie. You've never fasted on your own before? You are joking. Now, every fast you fasted, God church called it. It means you want to be a member for the rest of your life. But when you trade in life, can I tell you something today? God does not give instruction in the day of battle. He gives instruction to prevent battle. That's why in battle, he tells you to stand. The man who is standing has done all to stand. You understand? Having done all, that means if you have not done all, you will not stand. You will fight. I thought you get this one. It is the man who has done all. He is the one who stands. If you have not done all, in the day of battle, you can't stand. You have to be fighting. Having done all, stand. That means the time God woke you up at dawn, pray for your mother. You're like, why? She's fine. God says, I know eternity. Right now, something is being planned against your mother. Pray for your mother. I saw a skit recently on, a, um, I think the will knows or something. A lady was about to marry and her bridesmaid had gone to a shrine a night before the marriage day and was telling the juju man to make the girl mad. Her own bridesmaid. 
So when they went to the Juju mine in the night, at midnight, the, the girl was just lying down. When she woke up at dawn, the voice of the Lord said to wake up and pray. And she didn't disobey. She just put up, and they started calling the girl's name, her friend. And they said, call her, whatever I want. I call madness on you. You will run mad. You will not be the first to marry amongst us. You will run mad on your wedding day. You, you will be a laughing stock, not me. Yes. Some of you don't even sense the Holy Ghost. You choose any useless person to be your bridesmaid. So in the day of your marriage, some things were planted. Have you not heard us prophesy? That whilst you were getting married, some people were poisoning your marriage. You don't know what was happening. You choose anybody in the house. She's my friend. Who told you? If God opened your eyes, you will see. Why they are in your life? Why? I told you something some time ago. When your spiritual currencies and your frequencies are low, be careful who you are choosing. Anytime you are, you are not praying, you are not fasting, be careful who you add as a friend. Be careful any major decision you take. If you are not praying and you are not being spiritual, don't choose a girl to date. Because chances are that your lack of spirituality has led you to a wrong choice. I promise you. I promise you. In the time you were not speaking in tongues much, the person who became your buddy. Have you noticed when you started becoming spiritual again, the same person is now fighting you. Of late you change. Why you know they come again? You know, the, you know why you make some way? Because you were not in the spirit when you chose them. That means that anytime your, your, your antennas are low, you have been choosing death. Death and the people that will enhance death around you. It's about the spirit said, wake up and pray. As she started praying, Thunder entered the shrine. Scattered the place. In the morning, the bride said she won't come to the wedding. Because it looks like the Jew man said, this prayer she has prayed, if you wear the gown, you will go mad. So she said, I won't come again. Go and marry. Have a good marriage. That means there's a certain time of times when you pray, you are saying, Lord, deliver me from wasting time. Lord, help me redeem time. As soon as you enter your room, your roommate becomes angry. It means they have been the reason you have been wasting time in life. All of a sudden, a friend will become angry at you. It's not every battle of a friend for no reason you should go begging. As soon as they start, when you are increased in life, you know this is deliverance. This is somebody who is going to sabotage my destiny. When they say, I don't want to be your friend again, say, thank you very much. God has delivered me. Continue with your life. Because where I'm going, that prayer has been answered. Somebody is the reason why I'm suffering. Listen to me tonight. It's time to trade in life. It's time. There's no problem in your family. It's laziness that's killing you. Yeah. Because by the time problem came in your house, you are asleep. Why should I be alert? Sometimes you are driving in town. The Holy Ghost says, begin to pray. One day somebody say, I want to meet you, sir. I want to talk to you about a matter. I said, okay. I started speaking in tongues. I don't know why that day. Usually when I have counseling, I do my normal prayer. But that day God said, for before you get to the office, office, start praying from the house to the office. I started. I prayed when I got there and the person sat down. The person said, I've cheated on my husband. As soon as the person started talking, I said, Jesus. <laughs> I knew if I had not prayed, I opened my mouth. <coughs> I said, what? But because I had prayed, I said, oh, is that so? Okay. <laughs> why? I, so I understood why God said, stop praying. No, you have no idea. Yeah. If you don't supply life, your reactions will be dead. It will frustrate people. Your words will be foolishness. It will destroy. Don't life. But it is generated by an active spirit. And prayer is how you get activated. It's like activated charcoal. There is charcoal and activated charcoal. 
The charcoal you eat without activation can poison you. But activated charcoal can heal you. You understand? So charcoal is not normal. They call it activated charcoal. You can use it in your hair. You can use it for certain things. Am I like girls? So today I provoke you to a truth. It's time. It's time. As you were praying, your ears were open to instruction. Don't pass this place. Use this corner. You change. June 3rd, I think 2015 or 14, there was an explosion at Circle. I had come out of my office and I started Kali Kabra. And when I'm usually those times when I close work, I'm driving home. I think 2015. So I'm praying and I'm and the Lord said to me, says, Adam, do not use Circle. Use High Street. I said, Lord, why? Say use High Street. So I used the High Street, drove to the house praying. When I got home, the route I would have used at the time God said I shouldn't use there, I would have been at the meeting of an explosion. You, your life and death is in a prayer way. So anytime they say pray, don't pray because, oh, if you don't pray, a pastor I think you are kind of pray to sense things. Pray for your spirit to come alive. Recently, thieves came to my house and I was putting my tablet in my drawer, in my bedroom. And the Lord said, hide the tablet before thieves come. I said, ah. And I'm going for 31st night. I said, thieves come to my house 31st night. It's my room. I discarded it. Oh, when I was coming, the Lord said to me, they've come. I said, how? So I asked my wife. I told them the windows are open. They've broken our door. They scattered everything. Took my tablet, took my watches, took everything. Up to now, I can even track one of the iPhones. They have gone back and forth. Circle, teshi, circle, teshi, teshi. They can't open it. I've been seeing the phone. I've just been watching it. <laughs> because somebody has, it was an iPhone 11. Somebody brought me 14. So there's no even point. I, I don't have the energy. But I'm just watching it. I'm less laughing. Right now it is stuck at, uh, it's, it's, uh, since April 8th, it has been stuck at circle. I'm sure the person I just put in his drawer. He's tired. They can't crack it. I'm telling you. All times Steve came to my house, God said to me, what am I trying to tell you? When there's an active spirit, God will tell you, don't use that road. You'll meet trouble. Change route. Life. We are not trading in life. That's why Christians are facing disaster. Look, there's one day I met a lady. And when I met the lady, I saw the lady. The lady said she wanted to visit me. All of a sudden, God showed me a vision. And the lady had become a python. He said, if she enters your life, she will make your destiny shake. I'm telling you. I was at retreat once and I was praying. All of a sudden, I saw a cobra on one of my boss's table. And I said, Lord, why? He said he has been consulting. It's not prophetical. It's life. When you, Dr. George is not a prophet. Have you seen the visions he comes to give us? He's a trader of life. So long before disaster touches your children, God will tell you, for the next 40 days, every morning, feed your boy with communion. And it's not a suggestion. Because you trade in life, you can understand the voice of eternity. You know if I don't do this, something is coming. Something will be delayed. A lot of your delay is because you didn't obey. Trade in life. And unfortunately, it's a message we don't preach. Because now it's more of do, do, do before here. By said looking unto Jesus. It means a Christian cannot do until he has seen. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of faith. It means faith cannot be finished if you have not seen. It is in seeing faith can be completed. I beg you today, 
What have you been doing that you don't have God said? And you don't need the prophet to know whether God said. Because the spirit testifies with our spirit. So the way you know you are born again is the way you should know this one. God told me to do it. If you are in love economy and you don't even know that you are supposed to be here by the Holy Ghost, then you have to ask again. Because lack of that conviction is the reason why you can walk out at any time. You don't know you are supposed to be here. A friend invited you. And since then you've never prayed, is this where I should be? How long will I be here? There are some men of God who like me, but I don't go playing with them because God has not told me they are supposed to be in your life forever. Some of them, God said, this is for 10 years. This is for two years. This is just for a year. So don't engage. Lift your hands to Jesus Christ. Look, some of you, uh, God has come to raise you into a realm. Huh? The operation of life will be too much. When people see you, go like, who are you? Are you a man of God? One day I went to the hospital to visit a relative of mine. As soon as the nurse came out, she said, you were a pastor. I said, why? He said, there's something about you. As soon as I saw you seated, I knew you were a pastor. And I was just, why, like what bishop was, shirts and slippers. And I was just sitting there by the person. He said, you were a pastor. Life. As soon as I saw this person, he jumped out of the hospital bed. He said, I don't know. He had gone through surgery, peritonite, is it per, uh, perforated um, intestine? And he had gone through that surgery because they say when God was perforated, they had to cut and make sure every hole was sealed. So they cut all the intestine to make sure there was no leakage anywhere before he was sealed. He said, as soon as I saw you, I got energy. And I said, where is that energy from? It's called life. There are some people, when you see them, what you are calling happiness is the release of life. It's like, ah, pastor, I don't know. When I see you, I become excited. There's a brightness in me. It's life. You are exuding life. There are some people, when you see them, you are tensed. You are nervous. You want to avoid them. They are producing death. When they talk to you, you feel depressed. It's death. They are traders, merchants of death. But when you deal in life, caduce capatire. Break this, go for this, capat. Van den, and it is a righteous operation the righteousness of God producing life we come alive because of righteousness you are no more irritated when they say it's time to pray you are excited when you are praying and you are praying 30 minutes look I tell you a truth when life is alive in you as soon as you start praying 30 minutes it's too small that is the realm you don't want the prayer to end you are praying then after the prayer listen, 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 listen because we don't trade in life eh? it is in the presence of God we should come alive because they go from strength to strength every one of them appearing in Zion but when we don't trade in life the more we come to church the more we get tired but we should rather come alive do you know Francis Battleman? Frank Battleman? Do you know William Seymour? Frank Battleman was a banker. But it was said in, the, in 1989, in 1899, down to 1900, before 1901, before Azusa came, they received a prophecy in a meeting. Frank Battleman was there, Seymour was outside. And he says, when they received the prophecy from Charles Parham, they went in one whole year, they were praying for the revival of Azusa. Before 1906 happened, these two people, Battleman was a banker. He goes to bank every morning. When he closes bank, he comes home. And he and Seymour will pray till 5 a.m. 
for a revival to come. Azusa was not born from desire. It was born from desire and the implementation of infrastructure for desire to manifest. Because a certain revival was coming. If lazy men cannot tarry in prayer, then lazy men in their lack of tarrying will short circuit a meeting that should extend for 72 hours and say well, we are tired so let's close at 4 o'clock. So because of that we can't go further. The revival that is coming. Now I'll, I'll let me end with this one. One day I went for a retreat. And when I went for the retreat God said I want to show you how the internet has arrested you. I said Lord how? And I said Lord how? And he says I don't have a problem you going to Google or YouTube. But the spirit shall lead you. But you are operating in the flesh. And I said, Lord, what do you mean? I said, Lord, I wanted to check something on faith. So I started going online. I typed faith, YouTube. Clicked messages after message. And I was going, I said, ah, no, no, let me see what I want to say. And Holy Ghost says, what are you doing? I said, I'm looking for a message on faith. He says, so couldn't you ask me first? I'm like, ah. Why is on? He said, no. He said, I'll show you a trick. So the next, I said, Holy Spirit, show me. Then he says, type faith to live. As soon as I type faith to live, he said, go to the second message. Everything I was speaking in my spirit, that preacher said it. Everything, exactly. And then I said, you see, you took one hour using your effort to find the message. One instruction. And I said, oh, how come? He said, you see, when you were in the flesh and you want to type a pornographic site, Another voice gives you. Well, I'm, now I'm preaching to saints, so they don't know what I'm talking about. I preach to anybody's real here. Can I preach to some real people? It's like by the time you realize, you don't know some website, but a voice tells you the combination of words to get the picture you are looking for. How? How? And he said the same way Satan can whisper a sight you don't know and go exactly to what you are looking for is the same way the Holy Ghost can whisper to you. What you are looking for on Google, you don't need to waste 10 hours because he needs your attention more than Google. So if you can ask him, Lord, I want to study on flowers. He will tell you, enter flowers on ba 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 ba. Within one entry, the exact site comes up. And within 30 minutes, you are done. Why? He will not show you a site that will take attention from him. He will show you so that as soon as you are done in 30 minutes, you can resume prayer. And that information sticks with you as if you are an expert. But if you go without him, I'll show you something. You listen to this five minutes. By the time you realize, after two hours, you are so gone. You are now watching football, fashion show. You've forgotten what you should have been listening to. Because you didn't do it with the spirit. So you have deviated from what you should have been searching for. Because the spirit was not part of the search. It is the spirit that searches all things, not Google. Is the spirit that searches all things, not Google. Is the spirit that searches all things, not Google. So the time you are wasting, if you came to the Holy Ghost, life will redeem time. I said life will redeem time. When you see any man, you see a father, Dr. George, and he's precise in his learning. He's precise in his communication. He understands the operation of life and time. Today I was showing him a video of a certain man of God. After 30, 20, 20, about seven minutes, he said, Man of God, this is what my spirit can take. I'm done. I said, Eh, you know why? His ears are not trained to be itchy. His spirit is rather trained 
After a while, the Holy Ghost tells him, enough. So no matter how interesting the things you are watching is, because of the trading of life, when you hear enough, you put it off. So your spirit can be preserved. I'm showing you something to do. It's the reason why you can pray fast and still you are falling back in the same pit. Because you don't understand that there's a life that saves. And that life that saves, the spirit will guide you into truth. It means there's something the Holy Ghost will tell you. Adam, in your, on your birthday, go for a fast. Take holy fruits. I'm like, Lord, why? He knows. He knows something is going on in your body. Fruits will remedy it. But if you disobey. Adam, from today, stop fizzy drinks. You're like, Lord, why? God has started telling me things I should eat when I'm 40. I started preparing. I said, Lord, why? He said, the assignment I have for you and the way you have to lead my people to pray for hours. You can't be 50 and 60 and be suffering impediment. Otherwise, you can't lead people to pray. So as long as it is not yet 60 years, God is preparing a 20-year journey to the time I'll be 70. When you see us leading prayer at 70, you go like, what did these people eat? Then you understand the technology that has preserved people like Kenneth Hagen and Kenneth Copeland and why they are almost 90 and they are still leading in preaching and nobody is supporting them to walk. There is a technology of the leading into life to produce immortality. Some of you, there are some things you have to stop eating. But you are not listening. So some of them, it's not even, it's not, Lord, deliver me. It's disobedience. The Lord says, stop eating that salt. Stop it. Too much salt. My dear, do you know there's a place you get to where the body can break adipose tissue, fat cells, and you don't need coffee again. You don't need coffee again. There's a place and you don't eat anything. Your body will feed on the fat in your system and you'll be alert as if you have drunk five cups of coffee. That means there's an oppression of your spirit that can never get tired. Can I show you a secret? It's the same oppression of the flesh. That never gets tired. After this service, go for a party. You'll be alert. When you were under that club, did you ever doze in a club? Why is it that in church you are dozing? Because whilst you were in the club, there was another life. That was actually death. Energizing you to spot the girl. See that girl, see that girl. I don't go, I don't go three am. Then, hey, then, that's her. And that's all you were doing for five hours, seven hours. All night, girls go to club in heels and dance the whole night, sweating, attracting boys. Five hours. When we come to church, let's stand and pray. Oh, yeah. Then you are holding your waist. And you are in slippers. It's death at work. That's why you have to be quickened. I, no, I beseech you. Listen, don't think my message is long. I'm just showing you another aspect to what Daddy said. It's time to no. It's time to work in life. Otherwise, I'm telling you something. A time will come you even be frustrated. I'm, I'm telling you. Look, when you hear people have left church, eh, it's not because what we are preaching is a lie. There is a stage when you get to, if you don't break into life and you are consistently taking for granted the things you are hearing, the next thing is the, the death will hatch. When death hatches, you feel that anything Bishop is saying is a lie. You walk away. I'm telling you. So never think that you are away from breaking away. It's a simple thing. If you don't hatch into life, this thing will become, I've done now, it's not working. I know people walk up to me and say they're angry at God. God lied to them. It's because of lack of hatching of life. Life is not hatching. If there's anybody to be angry at God, I have many reasons to be angry at God. I can list it. But there's a hatching of life. 
So when you see us and you, you see us, if you don't hear, in fact, I won't even let you know a story I carry. Because you must see Jesus, not my scars. Some of you, when they see you, we can tell you are not happy. Things have happened. Because your whole life, you bear your scar and your pain with dignity. Oh, this is your church. I know. I've been in church before. Is it church? They are liars. Believe, believe, nothing happened. They lied to us. You wear it with pride. Meanwhile, to the others, they operate in life. If they don't tell you their story, you think, ah, so he's gone through all this and he's still fine. Yeah. Yeah. Life. It's life at work. And I'm telling you something. On that day in heaven, it is God's traders of life. Those are the people he says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. So it means I can even be healing you if it is not from life. My healing will be contrary to God's judgment. God will give me an F for preaching and doing wonderful things in his name because it was not propelled from life. So the next time he tells me, Kalukatis gides. I want to know you, God. I want to know you. Appeal me, Lord. It's gadada. Also, that's the place you get to where when you hear somebody's story and the things they have gone through, you're like, mm, I'm canal. I'm canal. Nobody has to give you motivation for your next 20 years of prayer. You know there's a, there's a pursuit. The way you are living, you need more fire. And because there's no life, we can't trade in fire. Also, there's a way to trade in fire. There's a way when I'm preaching, I know when my hands come on fire. When it comes on fire, I know if I shake you, fire will catch you. It's simple. Why? You trade in life to a point where life begins to turn to fire. The light of Israel shall be for fire. It shall be for fire. And that light is the life that came into every man that entered into this world. And when that thing happens, something begins to happen in your system. Go de gavadis, and Satan is afraid of life because life is also light. So when the devil enters your room, you are so full of life. Rick Jonah said that he said Noah could uh, sorry, Enoch could not die because he was too full of life. Life was too much. Life was flowing from his nose, from his eyes, so he couldn't die. Immortality. And the Bible says God has brought light to immortality. So there's a kind of immortality here. It's not a prayer topic. Neither is it a declaration. It's the operation of consistent life. When immortality overwhelms you, you can go through doors that are locked. Wave your hands to Jesus Christ. So after this meeting, you can be alive to another meeting. You know this? The last time you watched a series, were you not awake? You had coffee. You put your leg in water. You start the whole night. Usually your Fridays you waste it. Do you notice? Fridays you have nowhere to go. So usually Fridays is all night. That's why Satan also finds device for you. Because your Friday you are just in your room. Your roommate has traveled back to Accra. Or they have gone to Adidome. They are visiting their aunt. You are alone in the room. So as you are there you are just wobbling your legs. Now, as you are wobbling your legs, Satan says, Ah, he's free, he's free. Send Mansa to WhatsApp him. Then Mansa will send you a text, Hello, hi, are you free? 
So, yeah, at the moment, yeah. Why? What's up? Oh, I'm bored and I, I just need company. Eh. And, and you don't have a bad intention, but you're like, eh, okay, okay. So, should I come? No, 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 I want to come to where you are. Is your roommate there? No, no, he has trouble. Oh, then it's perfect. Then Mansa will come to your room. And when she comes, oh, I brought some popcorn. Oh, okay, normal, just chuck them. Let's just Netflix and chill. So, you are just there watching Netflix. And uh, by the time you realize, too, Mansa will put her head on your shoulder. And because Mansa, you're like, you are in your head, because it is not an operation of life, the devil is able to give ideas. So you say, hey, she likes you. Which girl puts her head on your shoulder? So you are sitting there stiff. The film, no, you are having discussions in your head. You see the way she's getting comfortable with you. Put, put your hand around the shoulder. So your hand will go. And say, hold her well, hold her well. Ah, you be door boy, hold her well. So you are holding her well. Then say, begin to move your thumb. <laughs> Life. One day I was on campus and the lady said, I want to come and visit you. I said, For what? He said, Oh, ah, but I said, Okay, okay, okay. God said, Allow you to come. I said, Okay, no problem. So when I said, When the Lord said, Allow you to come, I went to my room. God said, I said, Lord, why should I allow this girl to come? You know how she is. He said, Yes, I want you to use the power of God to help her. I said, What do I do then? He said, Go and sit at your table. Begin to play one itabino. Take the coals, bear my lips. Sit on your bed after that. So sit on your bed and begin to speak in tongues for two hours. I soaked that bed. I was on top bed, but you know, down bed was one of my roommates. So they had, I think they had gone on something. So it was just me in the room that evening. So when this girl came, I said, please sit down. Then I went to the laptop and I started. Take the coast, bend my lips. Here I am. Ah, after five minutes, I... <laughs> Like, ah. So I look and say, okay. The Lord said, it's working, it's working. Then I increase, take the coals, bear my lips, then I loop it. You know looping, repeat. I enter into the holy of holies. Hey. The girl started weeping. And I was sitting in the chair by the table while she was on the bed. At them, I said, why? God should change me. I'm praying that I'm telling you, conviction fell on her. She, God said she had the mind to seduce you. No. Look, if you trade in life, the thing will be different. Your mind will be in a different place. Yeah. Many, many years ago, I'm mean, not like I was saying, I went to visit. A friend of mine, and when I was coming back, my mother said that I had a dream, you had an accident. I said, how? The Lord started opening my eyes. He said, if you ever go and visit this person again, it's an accident. I said, what accident? He said, it's not a physical accident, it's a spiritual accident. Your grace will finish. Oh, yeah. Not that I'm here, Bishop is saying that I've helped, I've gone. Do you think that Satan is happy? No, do you think Satan is happy? Don't you think Satan is looking for a way to make you fall? So if you don't trade in life, you said your, your antenna is low, you are fighting your house, fighting everybody around you, anything offends you, very soon you are angry at Bishop, because your, the current is low, so anything offends you. So, are you ready? 
God wants to give you life. It's not prophecy. The moment you enter life, you become your own prophet. The moment you are moving, it's called the first impulse of life. And it comes from righteousness. It's a life that makes you alive because you are now in righteousness. So anywhere you are going, a voice can tell you, tell you that this food, pray. Don't touch it. This food, pray. Recently went for a program. And in the meeting, after the meeting I saw, I went with my wife. I saw somebody came to hug my wife. And God said, she has an agenda. I saw the dress, everything. So I started praying in the room. So when we finished, the, she never waits for us. As I always tell, that woman never waits for us. That day she was waiting in the, in the chair. Oh, God bless you, man of God. Then she said to my wife, oh, because I had prayed, she didn't hug her. She put her hand on her shoulder mm. and said, the Lord bless you. Please take care of him for us. As she was talking, after she was there, I said, come. I touched her shoulder. I said, every effect, I take it off. If I don't trade in life, you give your baby to the wrong person. And from that day, your baby will be sick every day. You don't understand. You are not trading in life. You are careless. Your life is not working. I'm not saying be paranoid, but there's a life operation. And it's not even a fear. It's not even, like I said, the woman hungry. I didn't say, hey, don't hug anybody. I didn't tell her. But because of the life I trade in, I nullify the operation. Then I said, every pain, I take it out. Anything she puts there, I touch it and I take it off. That's all. And when you trade in life, as soon as you hold your baby, you can sense a wrong person has handled this child. I don't feel, no, somebody has touched this child. It's not right. You know what to do. Communion. Every morning. Seven days non-stop. This baby will be drowned in communion. So communion comes from his nose. <laughs> After that, you lay hands. No. Before the next two weeks, they tell you that your child has asthma. From where? From where? He's been fine since. All of a sudden, he has a breathing problem. Who touched this child? When you trade in life, God will tell you something. When you were nothing, your family didn't care who you are. Now that you are becoming something, they don't expose your children to your family. I'm telling you. Because you are becoming prominent, so your children can't see everybody. That's why you didn't. Oh, my hometown people didn't kill me. My mother didn't kill me. You were nothing. This your slippers. It didn't move them. But now you have a jeep. Now you have a house. Now you have you are on TV. Everybody is seeing you as um, Ghana Atomic Energy CEO. And you think your children can go with you to your village. You are, you are joking with fire. No life. <sighs> are we together? Where we have to Jesus Christ? Where we have to Jesus Christ? Today. I want you to desire one thing. A father, I'll enter this new move. Because daddy told us today that there's a coming revival. And it's a revival of life. The world is full of darkness and death. You see your roommates, when they come, they're not happy. It's death, oh, death. I can hold their hands and say, you will not die. What happened to your mother? Come on, let's pray. I kada, kada supra. I release the life of God there. That's it. What did the lecturer say? Let's pray. Life. They, no, this generation needs the demonstration of life, not power. We are being deceived. Power is necessary, but it's a means to an end. That's why I showed you. The righteousness of God is the power of God revealed. But after the power is revealed, it is the life in righteousness that sustains whatever the power brought. Because without the life, you can get your healing, but you'll be sick again. 
Without the life, you can get your deliverance. But after one month, you are back at your addiction again. But tonight, we are bringing an end to that tyranny of Satan. You must be a full ambassador of Jesus Christ. Full ambassador. Life. A daughter of mine said, I was preaching one day in the house. We were having house meeting. She came to the house. And she was in the house meeting. I was preaching about the law of God or the law of something. She said that night when she got to the house, the Holy Ghost said, take a plier. Apparently she had nipples in her, uh, she had piercings in her nipples and her navel and her, uh, whatever down there. So she, she said, God said she should take two. She started unscrewing the thing and said the one down there, there it was bloody because of how they do it. He said it was blood. <laughs> blood everywhere. And I didn't preach about it's not good to wear jewelry. No, no. She said the Holy Ghost gave her warning. And he said the Holy Ghost, now she had a, a bowl full of, what do you call it, anklets that her aunties gave her. He said as soon as she was about to wear it, the Holy Ghost said, you can't wear anklet again. Life. What was I preaching? I was not preaching, I don't wear, don't wear. When life hits you. There's a guy who was coming to our church, smoking with his hair was anyhow. Recently, he has gone to shave his own hair. I've never preached that you should shave his hair. No, 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 no. When life hits you, there is the modulation of things. You hear that this thing, today is the last day. Stop it. Stop it. Where you are getting to, you can't be doing like that. That's when someone is again, God looks at the heart. God doesn't, I say, don't worry. When life hits you, you yourself will stop. That's what I'm telling somebody today. The next time you want to wear anklets, it's not a sin, no. But we have left from sin and law to life. Pastor Chris, I used to wear bracelets. I wear my bracelet. But he says, one day was ministry and the power is not coming. And God said, take the bracelet off. He said, that was the last time. You don't seem to wear watch. He doesn't even wear watch. Because God told him, the life that flows from you, it does not require watch and bracelet. When I hear this, it is not a law to me. The problem with the church is, what works for somebody in the instruction of the spirit, we adapt it, then it becomes law to us. Whilst it is life to them. Whilst it is life to them. So you can see a sister wearing anklet. It looks nice. And she's functioning well. She's singing. She's praising God. And you will fear any reason to wear it. If you have, oh my Jesus. Because if you don't do it in life, darkness is part of it. It cannot be because of beauty you want to wear five rings. Then darkness is part of it. That's what you have to be careful. So it might be okay for brother A. Because at that instant, God has allowed them. That's why I said that I'm wearing, I'm, I'm wearing a bracelet. And when I minister, people get healed. People fall down. I'm not Pastor Chris. The day God tells me, enough of this, I will stop wearing it. In fact, there are some days I'm coming to minister. God said, don't wear a bracelet today. Yes, he tells me, don't wear a bracelet today. This is go normal. Life. It's too many things to talk about. It's called the law of the spirit of life. That means that you can eat banku. God will say, you are not part. It's a law by the spirit and the demands. So you can fast. That's why Ken Hagen says, I don't fast more than three days. It is foolishness for you to assume that because Hagen does not fast more than three days, it is like, wow, we're fasting. Even Ken Hagen, fool. <laughs> the demons Ken Hagen fought. Is this the one you are fighting from your house? It, the law, oh, listen, I'm very serious about this. And this is the error of our, our extravagance in the purported knowledge of grace. But grace is strength for function. If God has told you your assignment, for instance, I know uh, one of my mentors, Prophet Nana, at Potter City. He runs a whole city. Every month there's a fasting program. 
He said one day they were digging a, a river that moves in Pram Pram. And he said cows came from the river. Live cows. They came out of the river. He said one day he was even praying and four vultures were walking on the field towards him. And God said, the thing you just saw, that's the spirit of Ningo, Pram Pram, Miocho. And he was there. And the spirit of Tema. He said, yeah, the vultures, they were walking like this in sequence. How do vultures do that? Hand to hand. And they were walking towards him. Physical. So such an environment... You can't say that you are doing Ken Hagen three, three days. No! Do you understand? Everybody and the assignment God has given him. So based on the assignment God has given him, the life energy required might require that you fast half the year. Don't follow that nonsense. So if Bishop is leading you and he says in the administration of this church, every January do 40 days. Hallelujah. Don't say, don't say I believe that we can't fast more than three days. You are being a fool. You are being a fool. Please listen to what I'm saying very well. It will help you. A long time ago, somebody kept teasing me. And now you, um, are you the one who killed Jesus? Every day we are fasting. So I decided that, let me cool down from fast. Also, that was one of the most carnal seasons of my life. I never knew that fasting is part of what makes me me. I never knew. It was the day God told me, he says, Adam, I gave you fasting for your purpose. I said, Lord, what do you mean? He said, that's why I've never suffered the consequence of the long fast. Because I designed you for this. Because somebody might not be designed for you, get ulcer all day, but God said, I designed you for this. So your body is even arranged for this ministry. Accept it. Oh, that was the last time. I stopped misbehaving. If you can tease me, I'm fasting the whole year. Uh, somebody even told me, uh, last year I can calculate you fast. You, it's only 50 days you eat. I said, eh. <laughs> Sounds like your prophet, if he eats his anointing will spoil. It's fine. <laughs> At least I know what makes my anointing fire. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying let's not joke with the operations of life otherwise you'll be copying and it's rather producing death you must be led that's why the leading is important the leading produces life today I tell you he told Abraham if I didn't tell Abraham he left and God still allowed him to prosper Isaac tried the same method he said if you leave there will be a problem Dwell here. and in the same farming land Whilst others were there, they were broke. But the one who was led had a hundredfold. So when you operate in life, what kills others makes you excited. What kills others brings more energy to you. What makes people tired? That's why you don't pray because you see somebody pray. You pray because God says start praying. And I'm telling you, all the prayers you started praying when he told you start is the prayers you were able to pray for long. Have you noticed the one you felt, go and pray now. And you went to the power. And you're like, Lord, what should I pray for? Keep praying. It's By the time you realize, two hours has gone. But the one you said, hey, today I'll pray. After 10 minutes, you went to lie down. It was not life. Is somebody here saying, today life must begin to work. Otherwise, this righteousness we have received, it will be nothing to us. This is why Jesus prayed every morning. Because in this life of righteousness, the will of God is paramount. You can't go where his power is not. Otherwise, you will feel helpless. So Jesus wakes up every morning. He goes, He knows the will of God, but he has to let the flesh come under the influence of life. So when he wakes up, Jesus must need go through Samaria. So whether the flesh feels tired or not, we will go here. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yes. I come to pray a prayer. Eh? This prayer, something must fall on you. Someone get in. Yeah. 
Something must follow. I came to learn a technology. Prophecy is not what makes you per se. It's important to give you information. But at some point, you can receive prophecy, 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 and your life is not changing. It means there's something you are not doing to make this prophecy come to pass. After all the messages you are hearing, there's a level you should be floating on. The things you are hearing in love economy, oh no. You hear that there's a problem in your house, you don't even call pastor. They call you. I go, Mama, you're real. Sir, funny to phone us. In the name, and you are not pretending, you are not copying a pastor. In the name of Jesus, I command you, get out. Ma, I'll call you back. And you are not calling anybody. After 30 minutes, you call. Ah, Ma, I don't know what to say. Oh, fever not to call. She's better now. Amen. And that's it. What have you ha- happened? You have exercised yourself in godliness. Lift your right hand to them. Oh, she palakates. Shupelakates. Lift your hands to Jesus. Lift your voice to Jesus. Lift your voice to Jesus. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. The life of God must overflow. There's somebody here you have been dealing with a sickness from childhood. The life of God must overflow. There must be a shift. There must be a shift. Ratatusa <laughs> 
Escapalea tus capale be capa. Rapaskepele be capa tus capa. Rapalea palemezuntele be capratos. Let your voice somebody prakos capa. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.